Hey, this is how I see it. We should play this game for life. <laughs> what game? Mackin. Hang Podcast. I'm your host, Trey. This is episode 70. We got a special show for you. Kanye West wilding on Twitter again, talking about his contract. Yo, why is artists signing these crazy contracts? I just don't understand over the over the amount of years. We're also gonna talk about the social dilemma. Is your data really that damn valuable? I don't think it really is, but we'll get to it. You got hurt because you did cool by your head. You gave him 20 million without blinking. He gave you 20 minutes on stage. Fuck was he thinking? Fuck wrong with everybody is what you're saying. But if everybody's crazy, you're the one that's insane. Welcome back to the Mac and the Hanging Podcast. I'm your host, Trey. Still here with Rico. What up, Doug? And Meech. Yes, sir. Yeah, so we back here for episode 70. Thanks for listening to episode 69. That was a little dope uh, reunion. How'd you feel like that shit? Uh, damn, I was going to ask me, but his ugly. I just stepped away and shit. They were, uh, the, former, the former podcast members was on, dude. Nick, how'd you feel about that shit? Oh, I thought that was, I thought that was one of the uh, best episodes that we had by far. I let some of my uh, people hear it. And they was dying laughing at that uh, when they went in on me for like ten minutes. Oh uh, yeah, whatever. When they say he was like, "Go," but no, I thought <laughs> I thought that was a great mixture of the old members and and and, and uh, me being a new addition yeah. or whatever. So I let they got their shit off last week. Hell yeah! So shout out to you boys. That shit was funny, nigga. They say, "Meets, I'm only here just to tell you uh, that to show my disdain." That shit was funny as hell though. But um, yeah, so shout out to niggas for coming through and shit. But how y'all been though? What, what y'all been up to and shit? I know Rico, you said you was having some uh, issues with a Mexican member at your job and no, shit. I wasn't a Mexican member at all and shit. My Mexican brethren's been fucking with me hard. Nah, this uh, this white dude at my job and shit. Because uh, Rico's the boss, by the way. Just yeah. to let everyone know, like he, you have to answer to him, and this is a new experience for you. Like niggas right. gotta actually this shit, answer like, this. Crazy as hell and shit. So um. Long story short, like I was telling Meech, this dude had built some, he had built a fucked up crate and shit or whatever. And so I'm like, all right, well then let's just have a, like a, a team meeting and shit. But I was trying to keep like all the upper management out and shit. So we had a meeting and then next thing you know, dude just started shaking uncontrollably and like, well, I'm just going to quit. And so I was just looking at him. Wait, how old is dude? I don't know. This nigga, he looked 40, but he might be 22 and shit. Ah, damn. But he, he kind of, he looked kind of psycho because he always talking about guns and shit. Oh, you got to keep your eye on that motherfucker. That's what man. I'm saying. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> they can come through. You like, yo, you heard about that shooting at the uh, Wayfield factory and shit? Nah, I don't know what he, he, one them, he one of them people that, that live in a different reality than everybody else. Like, he just weird as hell. But, um, anyway. Wow, though, you, you somebody boss now. You ain't, <laughs> you ain't, you ain't like Miss Ethel, are you? Remember how Miss Ethel used to scream No, no, I be, I fuck with my guys. Like, for real, my guys, you want to leave early, I be letting them go. Like, I was telling me, like, dude, pussy ass. Like, I be letting dude, like, leave early and shit. I'm finna close all that shit, though. Because, um, he get up out the meeting. He's like, I'm finna quit or whatever. So, he leave or whatever. So, now I got stuck with all this work. Which wasn't really a problem. My problem came when... The other uh, manager came in and was just like, yeah, he didn't quit officially, but he no. off for two weeks and shit. You know what I just thought of? Cause, so we, 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 we're we going to talk about like business and like good cutthroat business versus ethical business. I was just thinking just now, to be a successful motherfucker in like what you're doing right now, you have, like if you was to say, fuck it, I'm cutthroat, I'm going to just fire the fuck out this nigga without even just like, you know, like some bosses wouldn't give a fuck. They'd be like, what? Wait, you said you, you're not working? And that you know you just you just can. So I was thinking like, 
you might have to be more cutthroat on dude, bro. Just man, I be trying to, and that's that's kind of what your brother has said. And your brother was just like, well, I should talk to him more. I'm like, y'all had the same conversation with this nigga every day and shit. Yeah. Like I be trying to say, I look at it from the standpoint like everybody need their bread. Like mm-hmm. we in a fucked up place right now and shit. So I'm trying to like say the nigga and shit. But, but as a leader, it's up to you to set the standard of how you want to be treated too. Facts. So. If they, if like, because everyone is monitoring the situation, some people start seeing, like, all right, he's a little lax, he's gonna let you get away with more. You, the people that's actually, uh, like, that actually like working with you, they might start to be like, they could probably try small shit here and there based on what white dude is saying. Because he probably talking hella shit. No, that's funny you say that because the Mexican dude, like, I had to break it to him and shit. He like, so where the other dude at? I'm like, I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, pussy boy took off for two weeks and then he took off like <laughs> oh, Sam, pussy boy yeah like pussy boy took off the uh the last two weeks and shit like the two weeks that we busy like every month and shit like dude was just like straight he strategically trying to fuck me over and right. shit you know what i'm saying and i didn't understand it because it's just like i don't be riding his ass like like i was explaining to him like nigga when them emails come down and shit about when shit be fucked up like, nigga, my job on the line and shit. You don't have to hear that shit like I do and shit. Right, and I was right. just trying to be civil with him. But fuck him now and shit. Yeah, fuck that, bro. Sometimes you just got to be cutthroat. No, that's a fact. Yeah, Dude man. finna catch, like, the ass and everything now and shit. Uh, for sure. What about you, me? What, what, what's been popping on uh, Meeks Island? Um, I've been getting... I've been getting adjusted to going back to work or whatever. And y'all know, well, I work for, for those who don't know, which is the audience. I work for the school district or whatever. So... I've been getting adjusted to the new school year this year. Like, it's just... Y'all niggas got to do virtual and shit? Um, well, no, because I'm part of the group that went back or whatever, but, like, it's bizarre as hell. Like, classrooms normally consist of, like, 24 to 26 kids. Yeah. Nowadays, the most you'll see in the classroom is, like, probably 10 kids. In my classroom, we've been having, like, five kids and shit or whatever. So Actually, that's not sweet at all because it... First of all, it confuses the kids. They don't understand why we, you know, why this big ass change or whatever right. and why everybody got mask on and shit or whatever. And then when we do our assignments, you shoot through that shit so fast, you don't really have shit left for the day or whatever. And then I also like I helped a couple of kids with the vir- virtual shit and yeah, I was what, just what, what, what are you teaching there though? Let's get let's dig into this shit. What's what's uh what's on Meech's uh lesson plan for <laughs> What's on Meech's lesson plan for the first little first semester or whatever what you well me there? i'm not the actual i'm not the actual teacher i'm the program manager which is i pretty much manage the program and make sure oh, gotcha, everything yeah. is going correct yeah. because it's yeah but um i mean what we teach is just like basics because we work with like k4 and k5 students yeah. so it's just like basic shit like you teach them how to write you teach them how to Learn shapes and shit. It, yeah, it's so the how basic can I get Rico signed up for that shit? Cause you know, dude still don't know the uh, know his shapes at all. He like that a octagon? Like no, nah, I ain't no that fucking octagon. It's a circle, you piece of shit. But like, no, that's what I've been dealing with. Just trying to get adjusted to this new school year. This shit. Uh, where, what about your uh, little little dating shit? How that shit popping off on you? Um, I'm already having mixed thoughts about this shit yeah. or whatever. Like I'm. I'm just so used to doing what I want to do and shit, and like I'm starting to notice she just she just got a lot going on and shit. She like and I clingy just, and shit. No, nah, not clingy. She just I don't know. She just got like trust issues, and I be telling her to let that shit go and just 
you know, move on. Yeah. I ain't the last nigga. I'm not responsible for Man, whatever he if did. You go back but, to what, what episode? No, nah, I remember was you that? telling me that. I was like, bro, that shit, that is a huge ass red flag. No, nah, I remember you telling me that or whatever. And like, I just be looking like, man, I just don't, I don't know if we gonna, we ain't even been that long. Like, yeah. this shit damn near about to sink. Like, I'm yeah. not, I'm not calling our demise or whatever, but like. If there was a Titanic, you'll be that nigga looking for that lifeboat and shit. Like, oh, no, 100%. 100%. Like, cause like, I don't, I'm the type, like, I don't mind if my girl go out and go do this and go do that or whatever. Yeah. But like, I'm just starting to see little signs of like, you just. You just can't let go of shit that hurt you in the past, yeah. and it's like, yo, you. At some point, you gotta move on, and like, what's your what's your advice for this nigga, Rico? Uh, that shit. Gonna be, it's gonna always be a hard ass bumpy road when people don't know how to, um, when they not when they not used to get treated treated a certain way and shit. You know yeah, what I'm saying? when you good to a person that don't know. What being good to them really mean? Type shit where they shit. want that shit to be dysfunctional. Like, yeah, yo, I'm not, I'm not signing but up for that. That's like second nature to them. Yeah, shit. and I about to say since she has experienced that shit, she might not be able to ever get over that. She'd probably need therapy, low key. No, you know that's why. That's why I be telling her and other people, or whatever. Like, there's nothing wrong with getting help. Like, yeah. I thought we was past that being a stigma. Like, there's nothing wrong. Like, if you feel like certain shit in your past, whether that be past relationships with an ex or family members like yeah. it's okay I feel like me and her are I feel like me and her are in <laughs> me and her are in two different um we in two different mindsets like cause I think she like 26 and I'm about to be 30 so she's still caught up in yeah can you go handle that but yeah um she's still caught up in 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 in, in like a young mindset or whatever on some I got to keep my guard up. I can't trust motherfuckers and shit. Da, da, da. Like, I'm like, yo, that's not it. You got to let your guard down. You got to be able to open open your mind up to new thoughts and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, let that past go. You know what I'm saying? Experience some new shit. But if it continues, you know what I'm saying? A nigga like me I mean, will be out of this that's bitch. The, that's the downside to that, though, because people don't know when they really hurting and shit. Yeah. They don't know when they really hurting and then when they really hurting they don't know how to heal from shit either. And yeah, like that's like, that's fine. Like I'm not telling her like fuck the the hurt and just move on without addressing it. I'm like, yo, address that. Like I I'm not the one who can help you with that. Like you you got to do some things you for yourself. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? To be able to move past that and then we can grow as too. But like until you get past if, if you can't acknowledge that, yo. then I got to I got to boogie right on now, out this bitch. No, nah, I'm gonna say right now, boogie. That's what I'm gonna tell you right now. In those situations, boogie, bro. Because sometimes, especially when they're young, if they're if you're still young, you got hella like insecurities and shit. That's just not going anywhere. Yeah, I'm already thinking like, you know what? Uh, I would boogie. I might have to hold you. I would boogie. slip and slide up out this. But <clears throat> as for me, week's been going quite uh, quite well. Um, I came to came to the grips that I'm pretty much addicted to porn. I, I like, I'm like, yo, I can't stop watching this shit. I was on like page 35, just watching the hell out of that shit, just being disgusted with myself. So I just told myself, yo, by <laughs> by the end, like, uh, what was that? What day was that? Uh, yeah, that was yesterday, wasn't it? By yesterday, from from yesterday all the way to the end of 2020, I ain't watch no more damn porn. We are gonna see how this. I'll take that bet on that. Oh no! Well, I got th- I got this blocker. Yeah, I got a blocker on my phone. And then like, if I do watch porn, it'll send an alert to do this shit. So <laughs> now I can't watch it because niggas gonna know what I'm watching. I'm like, yo, I need somebody to know. I guarantee you, 
No, yeah, I'm, I'm, hold on. Let me tell you right now, because I've done this before. I never did the accountability thing, but I did uh, put a porn blocker on my phone, and I stopped watching porn for two months and shit. And I was like, yo, two months? And then the longest I've ever went was three months. So I'm like, yo, I, I can do this shit. Like, and I was telling King, because King was saying, like, he don't... <laughs> King is a weird-ass dude. Yo, King, King said he don't watch video porn. He still watch uh, photo he porn. Watch <laughs> like, I don't understand. Yo, this nigga say, I'm like, yo, you still got a uh, Playboy subscription? What the fuck wrong with King? I do the only nigga that's still ordering Playboy and uh, Rough Rider, what the fuck all the magazines were. But on my, uh, now I'm, I'm trying to stop watching uh, fucking porn, yo. One, I feel like that shit fucks up my sex drive. Cause like, if I'm, it definitely do. Yeah, I yeah. experienced that same shit yeah, or whatever. Yeah, be like, what the fuck? I've been fucking for hours and shit. But it's, I think cause you're breaking, you know, they do say like, Porn does some shit to your brain where it's like either it's releasing too much. It, I, I should have did some more research on it. I just know it fucks up some type of Fuck uh, the scientist thing. When you watch too shit. much of it, you wish that, that, that the nasty shit that they was doing that you was doing and shit. Nah, and not at all. Don't I, do that and shit. I just think it takes away from Wait, wait. You said, you, said, you said when you watch too much porn, you think it gives you more of a sex drive? Nah, it's Because I think away. the opposite. That's like, what I'm saying. That's, that's what I'm, I look, experienced times where, like, oh, I didn't, boy, oh, I didn't watch a lot of goddamn porn. Oh, I'm not on that way with you. I might watch someone I leave and shit, but <laughs> shit. What I'm saying is, like, I I didn't watch so much porn. Like, it got to the point where, like, when I had like sex with a chick, like, I didn't have the drive I normally had. That's what I'm it, saying. It was all gone from that porn I was watching and shit. Well, so, no, so mine didn't be like that. Mine's be more so like, actually, was it like that and shit? But yeah, it definitely like, be like that. I'm saying like it's more so like you know how when you're drunk, like if you super fucking drunk, you can't bust and shit. Like if I'm yeah, drunk, I'm yeah. the opposite. Well, no, nah, if I if I not me, if I if I'm drunk as hell, like if I'm drinking any type of dark liquor and I'm having sex off that shit. Oh, that's when you turn to Superman when you off saying, that dark I'm liquor. Saying, but I can fuck for a long ass time and shit because it's like if I'm off of the whiskey, I'm gonna be fucking for a, lot, a little while, just going to pound town for hours, nigga, be sweating and shit. But no, nah, I'm gonna tell you like what I do. Like it, let's say like I didn't had a week when I just Hold like on, let, me, let me let me finish my shit off. Though. Okay, so. My overall journey right now is to get off of porn. Because first, when Nigel was talking about that shit uh, last week when he said he was, like, trying to start watching porn. And, like, because I, I had that battle before and I failed that shit tremendously in so many damn times. I had one time, I threw away a laptop. I was like, all right, I'm done with this goddamn laptop. This shit's in the goddamn trash. Stop watching this porn. And I was telling E that shit because E's addicted to porn as well. <laughs> Every, and then one thing I started to realize is, like, yo... Most males are addicted to goddamn porn and shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, most niggas are addicted to porn. So that's what I was like, yo, I feel like if I tackle this this big-ass monster and I show niggas, like, yo, here's how you can do it. Here's a way for you to do that shit to get away from this goddamn porn monster. So I'm going to keep you niggas updated on this, uh, my old restriction from porn adventure and shit. You still watch porn on a laptop? Nah, I'm saying back in the day I did this. I, I was about to say, on my phone, on my I was about to say, yeah, they got shit. that shit right in the phone Hell where you can look yeah, close up at that bitch. Hell yeah! So I'm done with porn for now and shit. So I'm gonna let niggas know how it how it goes and shit. But this uh, this week it's been um, <clears throat> you know the adventures of Kanye West continue. You know, and I was telling uh, Rico and Meech that this is. This is just uh, more uh, uh, of another episode for Kanye, but I don't even want to talk about his mental health at all because some of the stuff that he was actually exposing um, is pretty much it was some real shit that we can all kind of uh, respect, like the contracts and what. Come on, bro, you gotta be a part of the combo with your ugly, bro. You talking, nigga? 
Hell nah, your, your phone throwing me off like a motherfucker dude just scrolling around. No, I was about to pass it to you, and I'm about to cut this shit out. But Kanye released his contract because I guess he was. The story goes that he's uh, he's trying to re up for a new deal and whatnot, and then he wants more points and he wants to get on. He wants to own more uh, his publishing and more of his masters and whatever. So I guess within that meeting, it didn't go well. So Kanye was just pissed off, like, "Bro, fuck out of here! Like, I'm making y'all all this money. Y'all should be able to leverage, give me some type of leverage, and give me uh, rights to my masters." Right, rightfully so. And they was like, fuck out of here, Kanye. So Kanye was like, all right, I'm going to post my whole goddamn contract on the on the, on Twitter for the world to see. So he ended up posting his contract. I think it was like 15 pages. Um, I read like a, a couple, like a quick summary of what his contract was. But one thing I did read, um, he could he is in breach of contract by post. Like he fucked up his whole negotiation of his new deal. By posting his old contract well, online, that's and say shit. That, even he literally he violated. Like that. they, they can sue him for hella break. Th- those are confidential uh, right. information that I was he released. Say, even before you said all that, I was gonna say this sound like he did more harm than he did. You know what I'm saying? That's why I think he's in a, uh, he's in a, uh, one of those episodes. You know what I mean? And that's probably what he's gonna use in court. Like, bro, I'm bipolar. That's why I post this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, but that shit sound. Everything he doing sound like it's out of. Him won a better contract, but it also yeah. sounds like it's something out of desperation, too, and shit. So, my question to y'all. So, apparently, Kanye West is in a terrible contract. Just, or similar to what we've kind of known from every artist. Every movie we've seen from the Tupac to the TLC to the NWA Ray movie. Charles. Ray Charles movie. Temptation movie. Every artist, even if you watch some of those unsung, it's the same shit. Recurrent thing, recurrent thing. My contract is fucked up. Uh, all this shit. Nas contract is fucked up. The game contract. Like... Why do artists steadily sign these bad contracts? Like, is no one aware of what's happening? Like, us right now, we all poor as hell. But we already know to expect, like, yo, they will try to fuck you over with a contract. So wouldn't you know that going into your new deal, even if you are broke as hell, like, why are these artists still signing these contracts? And not even just a poor artist, because when, when artists re-up, like Kanye... And all these artists re-up, like, their contract is over and they sign another bad contract like while they just did on some stupid shit. Why are these artists still doing that I think, I think, I think when artists, I think when artists first get in, they just happy to even get their foot in the door. Not the new artists, though. I'm saying no, I'm just saying, artists. Wait, 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 wait. Let me, let me speak. I think, I think when artists first start that they so happy to get their foot in the door that yeah. they just, they just signing anything. And then you gotta think like me and you and Meech had said earlier, like, the fucking label is appointing you a lawyer first time. You know what I'm saying? Your first go around, you getting appointed a lawyer and shit. You know All right, what I'm so fast forward that. That's not. Right, I, right, I get right, no. Right, I get right, the. Right. I get the first point. I'm not even asking about new art. I'm talking about you got artists that are established that was, was signed. Gonna get there. Yeah, yeah. I was okay. gonna get there. Okay, so now your second time around, your re up. You know what I'm saying? Like what we're finna get to now. You pretty much shouldn't have any excuses. You shouldn't have any excuses or any problems that next time around because now you've already been in bed or business with these people already. Right. So you already know what to do. I think the problem come with, um, you know, the old saying, if it ain't, if it ain't broke, don't, if it ain't, what is it? If it ain't broke, don't fix yeah, it. Yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I think a lot of artists live by that logic. You know what I'm saying? Like, we both making money together. We happy together. Everything is on a high note yeah. right now. And shit. Like, remember uh, on Everyday Struggle when Lil Yachty was on there and then uh, Joe was like, do you know what's on your contract? And he was like, nope. Like, he ain't know at all. And right. Joe was so fucking angry. But it's like, bro, 
you got to understand. That's why I love that Master P documentary. If it, whoever ain't seen it, that Master P documentary on uh, BT when he was like, when they offered him a million dollars to sign on, he was like, yo, if they offer me a million, how much money do you think I'm worth to them and shit? Right. Like, that philosophy a lot of artists don't have. It's just like, like you said, they have that mentality of like, yo, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But then you start realizing like, yo, I'm not making no fucking at real bread on this shit at all. Like, there's artists like, Snoop Dogg was saying on that um, on the Master P documentary on how like when he was with Death Row he never saw a million dollars and shit like you know Snoop was like one of the, the Snoop biggest was artists making hits bro he was like Death Row and he was like bro a billion like he's he supposed to have been a billionaire by the end of Death Row he's like he never seen one million dollars in Death Row so and you know the crazy thing about that that shit too with Snoop What's a up? lot of things that these artists um, be fucking up with. A lot of these artists just be taking shit and not understanding what comes behind that. That Snoop shit fucked me up to know that Suge Knight had not only Snoop House, but his cars and everything else in Suge name and shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. All that shit was in Suge name. Okay, so what was the question? Let me jump in. No, the question was, uh, why are artists... I guess, I don't want because I already know the answer to the first question. Can you talking about the new shit? I'm talking about the artists that are re-upping. Like they their their first deal is over with. Why are they signing a second bad deal? Like Wale signed another bad deal. Fucking um, who else signed bad deals? Lil Wayne signed a second bad. Lil Wayne signed like three additional bad deals after his first deal. Why aren't artists? Why are the established artists who are already making bread? Why aren't they signing better deals out their second go around? Um, I think because a lot of artists is. I think a lot of artists do not have mentally what it takes to go indie or whatever, because once you go indie, all the funding comes from you. There is no more support or whatever. And then like Rico was saying, they probably got a lot of things already invested in or probably like houses and vehicles and, you know, their expenses of life. They're so used to a steady income source coming in or whatever. And then also people, even though, you talking about the people that go, come around for the second time, but it, just removing that, when it comes to contracts, people do not understand what contracts is. Like, that could be, ain't even gotta be like a fucking music contract. Like, think about it. When you when you, when you you start a job and you're signing all your fucking rights away on on, on uh, a paperwork. No, a point. Yeah, going. on paperwork or whatever, just for a regularized job. You could be working for like a fucking office job. Nice. They got you signing hella papers. Did you actually literally read through those papers of yeah. the rights that you giving away or whatever? Nice. And then like like okay, going back to music or whatever, they got so much coded language in these contracts that you don't fucking it can look plain as it can look plain as day when you look at it but the way they're using these term the terms and words and all of that can mean so many different things or whatever law jargon but so i'm thinking well yo your second time around one more thing too that both y'all made a valid point on too another thing that artists might not be looking into either the the um the lingo or the terminology of these contracts right people not understanding what certain words mean but check me out though check me out so as a so second a second time around, you got a million dollars. You you made enough a uh, lot a lot of income where you like all right, I can move on my own vibes. You know what I mean? Like right. I can do what I got to do. So what I'm saying when you got that second time around contract, it ain't up to you to look because you don't have to figure it out. Now you have enough money and capital where you can go 
hire your own lawyer, not the appointed lawyer from the fucking label. Right, you know right, what right, I mean? Right. So you can go get you a lawyer, have them break it down. Cause it's like, yo, we don't eat. Cause you want to eat with me. You know what I mean? So if we win this, uh, get me a better contract, you're going to get more money on the back end. But that's why I, it ain't no, it ain't enough for the artist to understand. I think it's, a, it's, it's more so of the, of what Rico said. Like a lot of artists are, they make so much money. In the now that they forget, they they don't care about giving up. They le- giving up. They don't their, understand the later. The later. Yeah, yeah. Because like that's what happened with um, what's his name? He he was uh, the dream. You know, he started selling all his rights to all his old yeah. catalog and shit. Because he was just like, fuck it, who want to buy? You know, he was selling his masters away. Mustard like, two and shit. Yeah, but I'm thinking a lot of artists are doing that because you know they're just lazy and they're like, yeah, we already getting the bread, not understanding longevity and understanding like, yo. This music, if you make solid hits, this shit will can literally fund your rest of your life, your your life, your family's life for the rest of their right. Like Michael Jackson catalog was worth like billions of billions of billions of dollars throughout even Just after he was dead. Yeah, shit. but his family once he died, they sold the rights to his catalog back to um I forgot what company. And you to. know what you you make a real good point with that right. with um people selling stuff mm-hmm. because a lot of people when you first start in and even even you being seasoned to a degree you don't know the business aspect of music you know what I'm right. saying? a lot of people don't understand what they have until it's time for them to like really sit down but that's what i'm saying to, so you know like okay i got another point i got another uh, from the other side okay so let's say you are the artist for the second time around and you do go indie. Now, if you the labels and you are the entire music industry, we can't let you succeed because if you succeed, now everybody, all the other artists going to see, oh, we could t- we could go that route now, which means it's going to take money out of the pockets of the label. So now we finna blackball you. We finna make sure you can't get the producers. Well, yeah, we finna so, make sure you can't saying, get the writers. But I'm saying we're not saying to go indie. I'm saying just negotiate a better, you can still be with a label, just have a better, di- like Master P was still with a label and shit. And the only thing, he, he signed a deal distribution. with... Yeah, distribution. He was like, yo. And the partnership worked because it was like, all right, we wanted you to succeed because we want to get our back end off of this shit too. And then Master P was like, all right, well, I'll give y'all 10% a cut of whatever I make and shit. And then I take the 90%, y'all do with it. That's why Master P became like one of the richest dudes in the... Uh, I mean, you just gotta... You make, you in, make in, a in valid point. I'm saying they couldn't... They didn't... They couldn't blackball... Because... If you big enough and you got the records big enough, because they thought they couldn't blackball Master P because he had all the control. Just like not more they came blackball. Like if Drake was like, "Yo, I'm done," he's made all of his connections are based on him himself. But no, yeah, to me, to me, Drake is the only artist ever that hold that position that can actually literally damage the music industry. Nah, Master P already did it and shit. To what extent? To the extent that he's a billionaire, like he he was the first, you know, when Jay Z and all these niggas was. I'm like, not talking about how much money he made. No, I'm, I'm talking, talking about based on that model he set and shit. Like that shit, that shit shook the fuck out of the music. Did industry. it really yeah. though? Because they in name a, a bunch of artists that went and followed. That. No, I'm saying Birdman. Cat Birdman. That, that's why, <laughs> like, because you know, uh, uh, what's his name? Birdman is the him and Birdman are the are the two anomalies. And then that lead into another problem. No. Then it's our people fucking no, our people. No, listen, listen to this shit though. So. Uh, Soldier, what's his name? Soldier, Soldier Slim. He was with Young Money, or he was with uh, No No Limit and, and shit. And he money. brought he brought what he learned from Matt or uh, from Master P. That's how Cash Money did they shit. And then they signed that joint deal with Universal and shit or a, a partnership. But they had to make it where I think that like what you were saying, they they had to make it where these stories wasn't told. Like 
You didn't hear this masterpiece shit until like after he, his smoke settled. Niggas ain't know. Here. I'm talking about they wasn't could, even, you, could you imagine hearing that masterpiece story at the height of his career? Facts. Like, everyone would have been trying to do that like shit. Every, and it would have, have, have been way more failure, failures than yeah. it was success and shit. That's why I said you made well, a valid if, point. If that's the case, then what what we need to do as black entertainers, then we need to have damn near like damn near like secret meetings and shit or whatever to 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 spread the information and shit or whatever and then we can't have those secret meetings you know why we can't have those secret meetings because the people that's in these leadership positions don't know the information they self because if they did a lot of people wouldn't be getting fucked nah i don't agree with that i think we could i mean we don't have the meeting even have to be secret niggas have these meetings Fucking Master P was. Remember, he was trying to tell uh, what's Kodak, Black. Kodak Black about all this. And Kodak Black was like, "Fuck out of here, nigga." Remember, Kodak Black was saying Master P was gonna fuck him over and shit. So like, sure, another nigga that's of, been uh, preaching uh, this for uh, a while is Dame Dash as well. But a lot of a lot of us don't trust other black people either. That's what I'm shit. Saying. You know what I mean? So it's like, yo. I, cause I know uh, the white. That's man, a great point. Yeah, like, I know the white man's gonna finesse me, but also shit, Diddy finessed a lot of his artists too. Diddy shit. fucked all of his artists and except shit. for Biggie. Yo, on no on the <laughs> No Limit doc, all of the artists that was signed No Limit was pissed off with Master P at the end. Of, but they wasn't pissed off on some business shit. They was pissed off because the nigga was trying to play in the NBA when the album was dropped, and they was like, "Yo, what the fuck?" That nigga, uh, that nigga Master was like, "Yo, I he got a game only, with the Hornets the next weekend." Person, shit. He was the only person that made sure that all of his people was taken care of. Yeah, and shit. like if if they uh, were broke. Uh, Fifty kind of did the same with nah, G. Nah, nah, not 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 to the extent of Master P. You gotta watch the doc. Master P. People was taking care of. The only reason that they starving yeah. now is because they starving on their own. And, and remember that contract that uh, he gave. So he gave Snoop Dogg an amazing contract. Like he told Snoop Dogg, he was like, "Yo, Snoop went in there asking for ten grand. He yeah. gave the nigga like two million. No, he shit. gave him two million. He was like, "Yo, here's two million. I'm only gonna sign you to like a, uh, oh, was it like a three album deal or some yeah. shit? Like nine times ten. Most of these labels they force you to sign. Like actually, actually, a that's a 40, great. Uh, he gave Snoop his first million. Wait, hold on, hold on. That's a great point. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm a uh, music artist or whatever, I'll look at the NBA and you see like the um. Like some of the best players are taking short term deals or whatever. That's the whole key to yeah. great business. Take short term deals or yeah. whatever. But that's what I'm saying. That's what ma- but no, that's what I'm saying. That's not just No, not not to get no, max no, money, but to be able to give shit. yourself leverage. Yeah. But that's that's what it is. And that's yeah. but no, that's how like remove the sport, remove music in general. Contra- Short term contracts is the name of the game, especially with somebody who has like an intellectual property. It's a show and tell. Like a skill or music. You know what I mean? Or, That's all it is. It's show and so tell. So, like how Master P did that shit for Snoop Dogg, he was like, yo, here's, you only do me three albums. I'm going to give you a million dollars. Because I'm going to give you a million dollars. We're going to still make it. Because he, he lost a lot of people from No Limit when he yeah. signed Snoop and shit. Snoop did the three albums. He was like, all right, cool. He bought back the rights to Snoop shit. Snoop got his ownership shit back. Um, he bought him a house, gave him a car. Remember, he said everybody who signed with him, and then he gave everything. Yeah, he's like, "Yo, your house is paid for, your car is paid for. You get these three record, uh, three album limit deals. We gonna make money together. Then when you go, bam, you can get going." And shit, he did that shit. Some of his big, uh, more hits from Snoop came out of No Limit, and that was just good business and shit. But that's why I I fuck with how Master P did it because it was like he was a hungry ass, starving ass artist too, and was from the hood too. The labels threw that big ass number in front of him, and you know how like we were saying like a lot of niggas, a lot of niggas without that type of um, that comes from having street smarts though. Like if you was was already hustling in the street, so you already what it was. Him knowing how to maneuver with money and shit, but it's just like the the whole 
like with Birdman and shit. Let me. I know. Keep going. No, with Birdman, like Birdman. Let me not to take away from from Birdman. He did take care of his artists, just not the way that he was supposed to take care of them and shit. Nah, Master P took care. Master P took care of his people and so. shit. Like them niggas over there at Cash Money. Yeah, no, nah, like, Birdman was fucking them niggas over. Shit. He was down there raping them niggas. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like he was, he was, he, he's putting them niggas in like a ninety-five and five and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, he was taking all the money. And yeah, Suge like Knight definitely was the first Birdman and shit. Niggas was literally oh, petrified of Suge Knight. Facts. It couldn't even get to contracts and shit. He just spooked niggas and shit. Yeah, hell yeah. But let me ask y'all this though, on this whole label shit, when we look at artist, uh, uh, beginners artist early success, who's more responsible for that art artist? Early success is it the label or the artist? It's fifty fifty, bro. It's it gotta be fifty fifty. It's fifty. It's fifty percent the artist because the artist is the one that's making the music and everything else. The other fifty percent is them, not only putting the money behind you, but putting you in the places and putting you in the and putting you in a position where people can hear that music and shit. Because truthfully speaking. If you didn't go to a label, if your song hot enough, it can get organically hot and shit. When you sign to a label, it's like it's like sidetracking and shit. You know what I'm saying? It's like skipping a step. I don't want to have to wait for my shit to bubble when I can just have the people that's in this label. I can have the the talent, the management, everything else. You know what I'm saying? Without it coming directly out of my pocket right away and shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you just skipping a step versus I mean, you just doing it organic. What's your, who, who's more responsible, label or the artist? Um, I'll say like 10, 15 years ago, it was the label. In this generation, it's the artist or whatever because social media. You don't really need everything that the label provides for you anymore because you can literally come, you can blow up on your own on some just social media shit with little videos and clips and like one, if you build such a persona or a character of yourself on the social, like you don't even need all of these different employees that they hired that would normally help you, you know, become that person or whatever. So I would have to go with the artist or whatever, because like, first of all, you're the one making the music. Now, you may have help with like writers and producers and all of that, but like literally the product itself is you. Even if you're not the one who's writing it, you're you're still delivering the music. Like if you can't deliver it, it don't matter how great that label is. They cannot help you. They may help you get one song, but after that, you out of here or whatever. Like I get it. You know, the label provides a lot of fundings for like, you know, videos and they probably get you connections with different (laughs) people or whatever. But like I said, in today's age, you you really do not need the label as much as they probably think you do or whatever. So. Yeah, all right, I'm not dead. So, I would say... Oh, we know I, you finna go to label. We know Cool and Trey finna pop out. No, shut the fuck up, yeah. We already know what's going on. Hell no, nah, nigga. But I'm saying, because you could be white. No, yeah, I, I could get to a white artist, too, and shit. I'm not just talking about black artists. But in general, I'm saying, if you look at it from a, a standpoint of a label, which I think earlier on, early on in the, in the artist's career, I say the label has way more, more pull in your success. Because... When you are when you first enter that building, they can give you access to shit you never have access to before. So, a one, you gonna have access to capital. Capital is when you first sign to a label, they giving you an advance. That advance can a 
help you pay all your bills. They're going to give you millions of dollars up front. Like this. We just talked about that, though. Like, why would saying, you take the advance yo, me, that you, you just don't understand? Yo, let me... Okay, go ahead. Yeah, let me talk and shit. But I'm saying, so you get an advance and shit, because that's how all record labels are structured. When they find talent, they sign talent, and they give you, like, a bonus for, you know, having talent or whatever. So they sign you there. Then they open you up to their entire network. So if you're part of Universal... The, that network is now open to you. It's like, yo, you want to work with Drake? We got a Drake Connect. You want to work with Hit Boy? We got a Hit Boy. You want to work with fucking Kanye? You want to work anybody? All of the top producers, the label has that a part of their network. So they're like, yo, we'll give you access to this network. Not only will we give you access to this network, we're going to give you the best studios you can actually go to then find. Because like when a label, when the artists are doing it on their own, they have to work whatever equipment they have. If it's janky equipment, if it's terrible studio, and they got to pay for that studio time out of their own pocket or whatever. So the, uh, the label is saying like, yo, I'm going to put up all this bread. You're going to get you the best studio you can have. You're going to get the best engineers. Cause you know, engineers are people go to school to be audio engineers. Like that shit is a lot of damn work. So they're going to find the top audio engineers. And also they're going to put you in environments where you can get your best, creative processes around so they're gonna be uh, i disagree on. on that hold on bro i'm saying as far as like writers and shit so like if because uh, a writer's block is a thing within uh industry and i ain't just talking about rappers i'm talking about singers too and shit because like singers have writers and shit I and know. Then, if you can't write as a singer then you really kind of would need to find people who can write music for you and the label is like yo we got some of the best writers in the whole fucking game and shit so i'm gonna put you on that and Here's another thing. I got connections with all of the the uh the shit. So I got connections on streaming services. I can get your shit posted directly on New Music Mondays on Spotify or New Music Fridays on fucking Apple Music. I got a connection. I'm going to get people to see your shit right away. I'm going to get you these placements on these cuz all of these playlists that they curate on these uh you know curate. curate on like uh Tidal and Spotify and Apple. Music industries and niggas that's like, yo, place them here, place them here, place them here. So that's another easy boost. You know how like I'll be listening. Well, he and my he and group chat. I'll be listening to the uh, uh, a playlist. I'm like, yo, y'all niggas ain't hear this shit. And I'll post. It'd be a brand new artist and shit. Yeah, yeah. Labels are po- are putting these niggas in these positions for you to even discover them because you can make a lot of fire music and never be heard of just because that's just how it is. Like it's an artist I listen to myself that made some dope ass music and this nigga's still like a nobody and shit. His name is Quest and shit. But like. He's not signed with a label. He didn't do anything. He signed with a label once, and then um, some weird shit happened with his business, but then you just never heard from him. So that's the main reason why I say early success, not loan, not like your longevity, because after that, it's just kind of up to you to continue that shit. But early on, that early on push, but you know when niggas say like... Push? No, bro, let's just talk, bro. I'm saying, you know when niggas say they, uh, they, like, they say you hit the button and shit, like, yo, they press the button on that person and shit, like, certain records are like, yo... Uh, what's it say Lucian press the button like when they decide to push you to that next level like all right we want to get you on top 40 we want to get you on hip-hop we want to get you across the the board the label has more power because they have more leverage for their network to get you there faster than what uh you can do on your own now it might be some artists that can do it sometimes but you you've been sitting there right now with um 
you know, artists, artists like a fucking. Uh, I think we look at an artist like Russ. Russ doing it or whatever. Yeah, I'm not Russ. Russ doing it, and when it comes to the point that I was making or whatever, like I get everything you're saying, but like as the artist, you got to look like is that gonna be best for me or whatever? Because right, I'm not saying it's not best. But I'm just saying who's responsible for the early success. And I still believe it, it's the artist or whatever because like. Anytime the, the the people the the fans who love the music they gravitate to what comes off as authentic or whatever. So if you just popped off of just like some social media shit or whatever, like now that's when the label gonna come. Now the label, yeah, now the label wants you now or whatever. But like you didn't, the label didn't actually help you create that sound that you got now or whatever. So. It's like, why should I go to the label or whatever? I just created this on my yeah, own I'm not or whatever. Saying they I'm saying, because I, I get, get you saying who, who, who who's like, because like you gotta remember, there's certain doors that just won't be open when you not when you don't have that extra push. Like there's certain, and you can make the fires music ever if niggas ain't pushing you to where you need to go and get in front of. Like for me to be a new artist and I don't have that push, how the fuck am I going to get that same push that, let's say, a fucking Drake got? That's shit? what I keep saying is social media. Everybody got social media. No, I'm saying that's one portion of it, though. That's like, a big-ass portion no, know, of it. Bro, that's the portion bro, of it right now. In industry. I'm saying I work in social. That's one portion of your overall shit, but at the end of the day, you still got to... You, you still going to need production. You're going to still have to find... Like, you're going to still want the best producers. You're going to still want to be able to continue to, continue to create music and... Social media, it, it doesn't. It opens you up to who's following you, but you can also push it to people who's unknown of you. Like for me to find a new artists, if they don't, if not, they're not getting a placement, and I don't follow them on the social media. How the fuck would I know what the fuck they got going on? Because shit? if you are that artist or whatever, you come up with your own game plan on social media how to get the no, attentions I, of the fans or whatever. Before, you know, I mean, but, sometimes that's a dangerous line because you don't want to become a character of yourself before you even present the music. Some artists are more true to music. Some artists are like, yo, I'm not a social media. Pr- no, I'm, I, I'm, I'm dope at making music. Like I'm not. So you, those are the like genuine musicians. They don't give a fuck about being a fucking presence on okay, social media. Okay, well, you don't have to you, well, you don't have to be a presence on social media. If you're just a true artist in its natural form, you can still use social media to present your music or whatever without the label being responsible for Let showing you around. All right. So, cuz there's 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 examples of artists who Like just, I remember, hold on, hold on, hold on. I remember, hold on, let me get this point out before you go. Hold on. No, I got a point. Hold on. This is my only point. The artist like her her Man, was her was literally she literally was ghost. Niggas ain't know who the fuck she was and shit. You know what I mean? She wasn't on social media. You couldn't even find a picture of who the fuck. I she know was. she was the real her, like the the invisible her. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, but the thing is, her was also signing the label too and shit. And her also was getting features before you even knew who the fuck. I like, remember she was on a lot of shit. She was like, yo, what the fuck did this? Where did she even come from and shit? Label was giving her that push. They didn't. You didn't have to like constantly get get. We, we wouldn't know who she was without her getting these placements of how she got those placements and shit. Like, she was on the radio before niggas even heard, seen her fucking face and shit. So, I'm saying, there's artists that will be built like her, where it's like, yo, I'm just talented as fuck. How do I get my talent to be sought, sought after without that type of press? Just like our podcast. Like, we got a dope-ass podcast and shit, right? You know how hard it is just because we have dope-ass content? People don't, it takes a lot, uh, it takes that extra like, yo, let me, I need to push y'all niggas up to the, to the next level. There's certain people who can push you to the, in front of the masses. And then sometimes if you don't have that push, you just stay underground. There's some artists that just, they can't get that additional push. That's why I'm like, some artists, it, it, it is more so the label than it will be. That's why you have to build your own team. Instead of going to get a team that's already built, create your own team or whatever, like, 
Make sure you got people for different fucking reasons or whatever. <clears throat> if you got a great team, then you don't have to. Eventually, you have to run into the label, anyways. That's just a part of the game. But like, surround yourself with people who can do multiple things or whatever. It ain't just you trying to do everything on your own or right. whatever. Still so don't guarantee your success. Yeah, though. and that and that's we gotta stay around. The overall topic is like yo. Earlier on, saying, yeah, but that ain't that ain't go that ain't go guarantee your. The success. label don't guarantee your success either. They push buttons though. They can push. You know, but- like sometimes it'd be a terrible. There's been song. times when labels push buttons and that shit didn't work. So like, okay, we I can got go six nine, bro. Huh? We got six nine. Okay, what the fuck they gotta do? Shit, Jack Harlow. They pushed a button they on push Jack. Button how on many? Go. How many one hit wonders? What are y'all talking about? Like no, six the nine le- ain't a one hit wonder. I'm not though. talking about six nine. I'm talking about there's been there's been more people who came out of nowhere with one song and then you never heard That's of them again. The like industry back then was geared towards. Yep. What you mean Damn. back then? We got Damn. designer. Damn. Designer was recently. Hold on, hold on, designer hold on. was recently. No, he listen, came out with a bang listen, and that shit. He had he had a huge label behind him. That shit didn't do shit. He came out with streaming services was still. Check me out. Check me out. I'm because we're saying who's who. Who's, Bro, what about uh, no, 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 what about dude that came out no, with the uh, no, the Gucci no, song? Like he fucking no. out of there too. No, he I'm had saying, one song. But no, that's what I'm saying. You literally making our the point is like yo. So the label is deciding I'm gonna push you right. So like how they made the, the Gucci song and how they the Jack Harlow shit. This is clearly label doing right. Exactly. And no, no, I'm saying exactly to the point where the labels like yo, they know how much they make off of. One song can be it for a, a, a label a to make. A whole bunch of people. A whole bunch of people. Bro, you know every time a song is played on a fucking like commercial or like Sports Center or any of that, it's like almost 100,000 or more and shit. So sometimes labels like, yo, we just need to cook one. We just need one damn song. So when I say the button was pushed, like that Jack Harlow, I never, I never, this shit just popped out of fucking no. It wasn't to his doing this shit. It was literally like, they give you the placements on on the radio. I hear that shit on V one hundred. Yeah, but that's I not mean, necessarily that's, as the artist. I wouldn't want to be that artist. Yeah, but we're not arguing. I'm saying we just talking about the earlier. Of course, we go. We want to be the artist. I'm saying as the early success. Because without thinking about this, will we know who the fuck Jack Harlow or that Gucci Gucci whatever the fuck that nigga name is? That song. Like, will we even know them without that button being pushed from label and shit? Of course not. But okay, so will we look at? Look at go to the early years of like when it first started for like a nigga like J Cole or whatever. Was it the label that pushed him or was it Cole and his team working on their own or whatever? No, nah, it was Cole. Exactly. Look where look where Cole at compared to the niggas that we just talked about. Yeah, but that's like, not the point. I mean, that, that is was... the point. Like Cole trusted. Eventually, he made partnerships with the labels and shit or whatever. But like, no, he signed at, the label. No, that's what I'm saying. But uh, at the beginning, he didn't use the label to build himself. That's the that's the whole thing of 1985 actually, is what the song was about. No, Cole, no actually, he did. Don't forget. Cole, don't to, forget that that label gave. Oh, oh no! I just remember his whole little shit. Remember, it was once he, he signed with Rock Nation, he got that placement on Jay Z's fucking. Yeah, the uh, everyday stars are born. Yeah, stars born. He got because without that label, play, without that, without him signing Rock Nation, that verse would have never been on fucking. Because that was part of the shit. Like he got the Jay Z verse. Yeah, but he was already bubbling I'm up. Saying, like for, he was bubbling up for us, uh, for us. Shit. But like mainstream, and he then, wasn't bubbling up. And, and then, to make matters oh, even worse, oh, yeah, they, like, you know what they did for him. Missy, remember the Missy Elliott feature and shit? Not even just that, you know. <laughs> they gave the nigga workout for a single. Oh, and he, got, and he got Kanye on that. Oh yeah, they oh. pushed him for yo, and, yo, and now remember. Now, now I'm even going further back. So like, remember? I remember when Cole was first coming through. Remember like the Elvonor record? And, like he had got that feature and shit. And then he got a Janet Jackson placement. Remember that? he was on the Janet Jackson album. No sleeping. Oh, no sleep when he was. Uh, and he the, was already cold by that. No, I'm, by I'm then. saying, but like. 
they helped him. It's like there still was a button that had to be pushed on Cole too, because they like they pushed it like. Okay, so all right, let's leave off of Cole because y'all making points. Let's yeah. go to the biggest artist right now when Drake first started or whatever. Same like, thing. Same thing. So far gone. Did they? Did they? Yes. Who they play? What play? What part they played? He started out on the. Remember, he got that little. He signed with Cash Money. That's little. No, remember Ransom. Ransom was that shit they had released. Soon as he signed with Cash Money and shit. All of these niggas. I'm just thinking about yo the label because like think all right now I'm gonna tell you artists who 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 wasn't signed and then they never pop, they never could get over the hump of like like so when when I mean I know n- niggas don't fuck with him at all but whatever whatever like when Big Crick first came out and shit right he decided to stay Indian shit right like he wasn't get he he wasn't getting the placements like when, when he was watching Cole and all the niggas get all these different placements these big ass acts. Crick was still making like underground shit, trying to get on that same type of level. Wait, and I know, shit. I know a perfect, I know a perfect example of a person that would have never made it without a label. Who? Wale and shit. I disagree with that. Wale, Wale just naturally never talented. Never made it without nope, a label. Wale been getting fucked nope. over by the label. Hey, you talk about never like, made it without a label. Nope. Because Lady you talk, I know the biggest hit. Lady Gaga, that was his. That was his smack. No niggas hated that chilling song with Lady Gaga. Niggas hated it. Pop culture loved that shit. That was like number one shit. Bro, literally his whole career been based off of him getting fucked by labels. Like I don't know how they who helped him. Is like that though? that's it. You talking about it's the label? That's who's fault. fucking him? Who's it's the label. Who pushed those singles that every single that he dropped? I mean, duh, it's a joint exactly. effort between him and, his, and him put, and the label. Would those singles be pushed without the label? We don't know because we didn't see. Would he even have access to that talent without the label? We don't know because we didn't see. I cannot give you answers Wale, if Wale, we never you seen know, it. You know, you know what Wale was? I got Wale was Wale is what. Wale would be what currency is right now. No, Wale would be not at all. Yes, he would. Not no. at all. What about? Listen, um, hear me out. Wale would be exactly what currency would be. Wale would be the the exact person. Everybody, he would be the person that us underground people know and appreciate. That's not true. Currency was with Wayne at a point. He just didn't pop off because this shit it just didn't work. What or whatever. He, like he's underground with a cult fight. No, my point Facts. is he no, has somebody. That's, no, that's true. No, and another thing, that's true. What you just said because when currency was signed with uh, Cash Money and Young Money. Nigga, he had way more. Remember, he used to be on those dedication tapes, and niggas like that. Uh, Cush money, we. Cush, remember that little Wayne shit? Like currency. Remember currency was getting placements on Wayne mixtapes, but and it shit? didn't work. My my no, point is, it did not work. And currency was not getting big when he was doing that shit. No, currency uh, is more beloved now than he was when he was with that uh, label co- shit. No, by his co. I'm saying he was on the rise and shit. No, he if wasn't. He stayed with the uh, label. He would have been boy bigger. And shit. No, he was. No, he wasn't. What about? Okay, so what about Russ right now? Russ is okay. He's not a humongous and shit. But he's boy. Did he do? You trying to say he's not successful? No, no. We never did say. <laughs> we not said. Okay, that. my point is, Russ didn't really use the label or whatever, and he shit. He probably eating a lot more than a lot of these artists Russ is. Use the label. Well, Why the fuck you think he keeps telling niggas don't sign to a label? Oh yeah, yeah, he did. He was signed and shit. He was signed. No, and that's my point. He's more successful without the label. No, I'm saying he already is that. So we, I, the question was your early success and shit. We ain't say like longevity because of course Drake don't need the label right now. I'm talking about like when you first start out. I'm talking about Drake didn't need the label when he when he came with So Far Gone. It was understood that this music is undeniable. No, and he first came with So Far Gone. He had already got that Lil Wayne cosign and that Lil Wayne feature is well, what, true. and that's what made people listen to Drake and shit. Because remember before the Lil Wayne ransom feature, 
Nobody was te- we knew about him, but like the masses. Yeah. Remember niggas was like, yo, we who's the, the only niggas, niggas talking about? Actually, yeah. you want to hear a funny story? Nah, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. The funniest story and Trey and Trey can back this up. Yeah. We went to Mike Barbershop one day with these niggas yeah. trying to play Drake for it, and them niggas told us get the fuck out the barbershop. I used to try to play that lane. That's what I'm saying. I used to try to play that lane below. That's a different. That's no, it. So, hold so on, let me I'm go. Saying, I'm talking about the masses of people who decided to give away or Drake a real chance was. Based on it was like, yo, is this dude that rap after uh, Wayne that actually might have a better verse than Wayne and shit? Because Drake been dropping, Drake room for improvement, all that shit was out. Niggas wasn't fucking with Drake until so far gone, but it was those little Wayne features that got the people to open their ears. No, also if you go back and listen to Room for Improvement compared to So Far Gone, the music grew so much. Like yeah, he was you know he was signed with a label. He was signed with a label So Far Gone. No, I knew he was. What I'm saying is like it wasn't the label that helped his made Drake grow as an artist or whatever. Like Drake just said it did. What? You said the music grew from Room for Improvement. So that was the labels helping this. No, I'm saying as far as how Drake delivered the music. I'm not talking about the sound of the music itself as far as production and features and shit. I'm talking about. When he got, when So Far Gone came out, Wayne was the hottest nigga in the game. No, I agree. I agree. Remember, everything Wayne was touching was fucking going insane. No, I agree. I'm not denying that. And then it was the Wayne that people loved the most, the mixtape Wayne. And then Wayne was on another mixtape with Drake and shit. So, like, he wouldn't have got none of that shit. He wouldn't, bro. We there was like Drake already. There would be no Drake without Wayne and shit, and there would be no Drake Wayne connection without the label because the label was the reason why that shit happened. Which means there would be no Drake. We would not even see this type of Drake because people would not have cared and shit. So, point sustained. Label wins, bro. Label goddamn wins and shit. But, but I do say this as a if if I was a new artist. Cause I, we're smart enough to know, like, all right, we need to, we will have to be on some master P type shit. Like, yo, I'm not either. I'm a, I'm a hire my own lawyer, and uh, cause remember, remember how master P was saying, like, uh, they was charged, the lawyer was charging him like ten thousand dollars an hour, or some crazy yeah. ass number like that. But he was like, fuck it, whatever you got, like, you just gotta do what you gotta do. Take I mean, out you gotta, you gotta, pay, whatever you gotta pay to make sure that somebody makes sure your shit right at the end. Of the Hell day. yeah, you know what I'm saying, and, and for the most part, the lawyer made sure his shit was right. So, you know, what can you say? Alright, so I guess we did, this is kind of just be our whole little label discussion and shit. So, do we feel like is it is it wrong for labels to force the are labels doing something wrong with these contracts? Uh, I'm not that musically inclined, but I also know that the world ain't a fair place. Um, I feel like music contracts are always go in the in the favor of the person that's presenting the money and shit you know as it saying? should like so because that's what i was thinking i'm like you know and i was doing a little bit of research on this uh yesterday or last night while i was kind of toasted and shit but i'm thinking i'm like yo if i'm coming to you i'm like bro i'm gonna give you a million dollars it's an investment on my part right i'm already i'm i'm throwing a million at you and shit so it's like yo i gotta cover a million so i'm like yo here's a million but what you have to do is give me X, Y, and Z so I can make my back end. Like, I'm going to give you this million. Kind of like that little weird-ass uh, game we was on. Like, yo, give me $100. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to give you $800. You know what I mean? I'm going to turn it like that and shit. So it's like, I'm going to put up this upfront bread, and you're going to be good for a while, and you're going to feel good for a while. But in the back end, I need my in- I need my residual income you, from you, this shit. When you make $10 million, I need I need a nice chunk of that. But that's why I said it's 50-50 on the artist. And the label, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm giving you, if I'm giving you a million dollars to change your life around. Actually, let me ask a new question: Are these contracts even bad? 
are these like are these record label contracts even a bad thing for like like how they present them is like oh I ain't making shit but it's like yeah are they a bad are are they overall a bad thing for for um for artists and shit because I feel yeah, like they I'm have not to that musically inclined again but as an artist yeah I feel like the music should be the stepping stone for you to make other moves and shit you know what I'm saying yeah. like if you if you want to solely live off that music contract then so be it. But you just got to understand, like, it's so many different people with their hand in a pie and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, how can you expect for you, how, how can you expect for you to see a bigger cut of some shit? You know what I'm saying? Nice. When there's 90 different hands in a pie and shit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, everybody get a piece of that master and shit. You don't solely keep that master yeah. and shit. You know what I'm saying? So that's like, what I'm thinking. So I'm thinking like, yo. If I'm the artist and then if Just Blaze is making the beat, and I got Jonte Austin uh, writing the song. Yeah, right. you know that's what I'm saying. You get the top of the line shit. You gotta think that shit costs. I don't think. I don't yeah. think. Wait, Blaze what is we talking about here? So the question was: uh, Are the are are these record label contracts actually a bad thing? Like, like what do you expect the label to do? Far as how they would make their income, is these a bad thing for the label to be? Giving artists, what's your what's your thoughts on that shit? As far as giving contracts, giving need contracts that they people that artists think they're fucked over on, like a three sixty or something. Just a contract in general, because Kanye was not a three sixty, but he claims he was getting fucked over. Um, shit, I don't know. Honestly, shit. I mean, a contract's supposed to work for both sides or whatever, but that's not what a that's not what the contract does or whatever. Like. Shit, honestly, I don't know if I'm the label. But you got what, what part am I? What am I getting out of this or whatever? Facts. So I and need think to- about think about it like this. I was telling Rico, so you know, I did my research yesterday, and when a label first signs an artist, they put up upfront money for that artist. First, they give them money that they not finna return. They don't even expect the return back. It's called an advance. An advance is like, yo, I'm gonna give you ten million dollars to sign with us and shit. You sign with us, we already in a whole ten million dollars, and also. Well, they do respect the... They, no, you got to recoup on the cost of, of the, the... The advance is not the recoup. The recoup is the... Um, the uh, that Like, paying for riders, paying for production. But like you said, like you said, if like you said with the Master P, if they offering you 10 mil, they already got projections of what you're going to bring to right. the company. But way more than 10 mil. Thinking of it from a label standpoint, it's like, all right, I got $10 million. I'm already... I'm going to give you $10 million without nothing. You didn't give me shit yet. You didn't put a, a record out there. I just signed you. We ain't make no money off of you at all. And shit. So, I'm already down $10 million. And if you buying a stock, right? You're like, yo, here's... A, I'm buying a $100 stock. I expect for this shit to give me return, like, fucking 10 years down the line and shit. That's how they looking at this. It's like, yo, I'm going to pay $10 million for this shit right now. And I want some re- residual income from. All right, well, shit. let me let me let me because I never really answered the question. I don't think contracts are bad if is if the contract is understood on both sides or whatever. If it's from the label, you let the artist know like here's what we're gonna provide for you. Here's the funding we're gonna provide for you. Here's what we expect or whatever. If it's like a if everything is understood and then for the artist and his team is what. Here's what we're going to bring to the table. Here's the money that we expect to recoup after the things that we bring right. to the label or whatever. It becomes a problem is when shit started to be hitting messages and shit in a in a contract or whatever and fees and shit you didn't know about or whatever. And the fucking contract is like 100 pages. No, you're not going to read that entire thing or whatever. So but that's why you hire a lawyer, though. 
Yes, but we we talked about that earlier though. You got to know where this lawyer is coming from and who. No, I'm talking about you hire. If you got bread, you hire your own. Well, yeah, yeah, you hire your own lawyer. So, like, to answer the question, contracts is not bad. It's just the contract from that actual company can be bad or whatever. The contract that they giving you. Yeah. So that's why you have a lawyer for, like you said. Yeah. Shit, that goes anything. That ain't just music. Yeah. Shit, when you getting fucking divorced, you better yeah. make sure you got a that's lawyer. Yeah, and that's what I think. I, I think the contract itself isn't a bad thing because it's like the artists when they go on these rants about getting fucked up, but they never voiced the initial payment that they accepted from the label. And shit. It's like, bro, and they never voiced the shit that the label decided they was gonna do. For the my artists. nigga host said, uh, y'all niggas still taking advances, high. Yeah, me and my saying. niggas out here taking real chances. That's what I'm saying. That's real, cause it's like, yo, those advances, artists see that quick money, and it's like, and that's why Master P is like, bro, I'm not taking. That was an advance they tried to offer him and shit. But and in the retrospect, if uh, if a label is giving you this amount of money and they're gonna put, anytime you don't put, you're not putting up no bread, and I'm the business, I'm putting up the bread. I want to be. I want to. It's an invest. It's. I'm buying an investment. And out shit. of curiosity, I wonder how much of that advance equates to the time that you have to recoup that and shit. Like, I, I just would want to know. Like, if somebody gave me a million dollars, wait, that's what I'm saying. You don't have to. You don't have to recoup. You're, you're not recouping the advance. You're recouping the expenses to produce it. So, like, right, right, right. I get that. Yeah. I'm saying. I'm saying. Like, I wonder. I wonder how they how they would figure that out. Like, if if I was to take a. Uh, if he was to give me a million dollars up front and I was to take a, a year deal or something like that or mm-hmm. a two-year deal or some shit like that, what if in that two years I made you... That's what we talked about it. Million. But that's what I'm saying. That's part of it. That's that's what... It, it's the same shit when you buy stocks. It's no, like, we talked look. about it though. Like, if you come in... It's it just... Now it's starting to become obvious. Like, if, if yeah. you... If I come to your uh, label and you tell me I'm going to give you five mil up top, that means I got to be worth like... Damn near twenty five mil yeah. or whatever. Like, there is no way you finna give me this on, money let me without. Get my point out, he, they already got. On, yo, let me get my point out because I was still talking. to dude just jumped in and shit. All right, go ahead. But no, I think I was saying was um. So like, as a as a business as a business, because my number one goal is to make profit and shit. My exactly. number one goal is to make revenue and shit. Right, you know right. what I mean? So it's like, and I'm already you already starting your your expense expenses so fucking high. Think about it. if I'm giving you an advance, that means my expense is at a million dollars at ten million dollars, whatever the advance was for one artist. I gotta do that shit across the board for all my artists and shit. Whoever I sign, so you hold on, you doing that shit? Then it's like all right, now I gotta get the best team around you and all that shit. I got like you said, you gotta pay for producers, you gotta pay for writers, you gotta pay for studio sessions, you gotta pay for. Placements on on Spotify, Apple Music. You got to pay for commercial placements, sports center placements. I got to pay for all this shit. Artists is not thinking about that shit. It's like, yo. And then it's like, yo, as an artist, you, you, you're not the whole contrib- contributor to the song is what Lupe was saying, too. It's like, yo, there's so many other people that go into this damn album. It's the people who mix this shit because the mixing takes a long ass time. It's the people who edit the vocals. It's the people who make the production. It's the niggas who came in and played uh, one snare and somebody played a violin. It's the people, somebody who did some shit to you. It's uh, so much shit. The writer, the fucking uh, p- person who owned the studio. I got to pay up for all this shit. Yeah, and then I also think like artists get confused on like who the fuck the actual boss is or whatever because the artists may be in control of their little team and shit. Like you just said, like the label literally, we providing for every fucking expense that comes so like there may be artists that like okay i might be over my little 
like let's say like like a Dreamville, like I'm over my Dreamville team, but like it's a label that's over Dreamville or whatever. So artists get so confused into thinking like I'm the boss and I'm coming out of expenses, but it's like yep. we provided for your whole cap. And think about this shit. How are these artists getting on these tours? Because the label the one has that connection with the you know how like they were saying like when Wale had first signed, he got other artists to be on his tours like Drake and all them niggas and shit like that was the labels doing of like, yo, we need to get exposure for him and shit. Because without that, you're not getting on no big ass world, no, no world tours. You ain't getting on that shit. Not without a label help. And guess who got to pay for the, the travel of that world tour and shit? Right. Niggas be doing tours. They be local. That be local. Hell yeah! Like remember that? It was just remember that one dude we used to listen to from Milwaukee. He was dope as hell and shit. Not uh, it's dark, but um, like how it's dark is dope as hell, right? Yeah, he can't that, get no support. That's what no I'm saying. But if he was with a humongous size backing label and shit, like, and that's the difference between like a major artist, like he has just as much talent as the rest of these niggas and shit. But a label can present you that. But that, that, that was on the other topic. This topic is like the label has to occur so much cost from a overall production standpoint. Hey, then they gotta pay for. When you go on stage, who's paying for those lights? Who's paying for that stage? Who's paying for the DJ on the stage? Who's paying for the music playing in the stadium? That's what I'm saying. That, All that, of that shit costs money and that shit. That million dollars get bust down so many ways. Fact. So when you get when you get a hundred grand or two hundred yeah. grand or some shit like that, you gotta think about everything that went into that. Went that into it. And then it's like, yo, so are you saying like, all right, because nigga, that's when niggas get it confused. Like, yo, I'm going to go independent. He's like, yo, you know how much money that shit costs to go independent? But also, like, also co- as the artist, you have to understand your value, though. Like, if artists actually, which I don't think they give up, give them that information, if artists understood how much revenue what they do brings in, like, like you said, like, music is everywhere. That shit could be in no, video so, games. Wait, that shit could be in movies. That shit could be in commercials. You have to understand how much that you can bring into that. No, but hold on. To that point, if you earlier on, you can understand that value all you fucking want. But the thing is, everything has a dollar amount to it. And you ain't got no fucking cash. How you gonna get a world tour like it's dark? How the fuck would he be able to do tours like he want to? He can understand his value all he want. Well, basically, this whole shit, speaking on this entire thing is... It goes back to this is out of music. It just goes back to capital. Like they left us with no capital when we first started off and right. shit. This is why we in this position. Like not just music. Like literally after slavery, we had no capital. So right. th- this shit is all. But that's what it this is. is why we here. So that's why it's like I feel like initially, initially for artists, what they should do. I mean, if if depending on how big you want to grow and shit, or depending on. How much, like you said, how much capital you already have? Like, so an artist like, like a chance already kind of came from a well, nice, a family that was well. They had a nice amount of capital and shit. You know what I mean? Like his daddy was in politics. He had a good upbringing. Like he knew he didn't need all of that shit. And then he was doing most of his tours in Chicago area. He just kept staying in the same place until he kept building that bread up and shit. But for most artists who want to blow worldwide and shit. For them to even get those looks, you don't have to figure out how to pay for all that shit. And then most niggas don't want to, it's like, yo, because you want, most artists, if you don't sign that deal, you don't operate in the red. You're going to be operating in the red for that first couple nah, of years. Nah, 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 nah. Both of y'all make valid points, but the biggest point that neither one of y'all said yet, outside of the record labels, uh, making sure that the person go up, mm-hmm. they are in bed with the companies that run these goddamn tours. Live Nation. Yeah, that's part of that network. That's, that's what I'm saying. saying. And they probably getting a discount Facts. from that network. Because, like, yo, if you 
if if an artist imagine if I came to the uh, Live Nation, I was like, yo, I want to go on tour. We should do some type of partnership. They're like, get the fuck out of here. First off, nigga, you you know how they say proof proof of concept and shit. Like, yo, how what have do you have any? Because niggas want to see re- like your evidence to be able to return. Are they you gonna return? To me, they go back to me. Uh, talk about the yeah. the short term contract, yep. and I was calling it show and tell. Yeah. I'm gonna show you facts. I'm gonna show you what I'm worth. But guess what? Guess what you gotta do with if you talk to Live Nation? They don't want a contract too, and they don't facts. want some money out of that show too. <laughs> and shit. So it's like, bro, everywhere you look, you you gonna still need somebody to fucking navigate your shit somehow. So Live Nation's gonna be like, all right, well, we want forty percent of this your tours and shit. You're like, all right, I'm giving up forty percent, but we only gonna accept that if you can show me that you can pack a a fucking you know arena or pack us damn uh stage so it's like there's always risk involved and a lot of artists are missing that and like yo we can have you sign and then nobody can fucking show up like when uh what was his name um i think bow wow was doing some show like uh years ago and then it was like four people in the audience imagine if you pay for you you live nation and a label y'all pay for everybody to be there you had the sound dudes you had the engineers all of this shit nobody show up you lose out on hella fucking bread and shit and i'm pretty certain that's what's going on in a lot of these situations the labels are like all right well we need to protect ourselves and shit that's kind of what uh my boy jay-z but no he always been like yeah but jay-z was smart jay-z signed he started Rockefeller, then he signed a, a small short-term deal with Def Jam, then got out of Def Jam, took over that shit, and then started Rock Nation and learned whatever from that shit. So, it seems like the only path is you got to come in with capital, because my nigga Jay-Z came in with, with a cocaine capital. No, that's important. Shit. You got to come <laughs> no, in with capital. Saying, he came in with capital. Shit, Nipsey came in with capital. Like, Nipsey... Came in and game with, and he was another artist that was indie, but he yeah, that's had the his only own. way you can avoid Master P fucked. too. Is, well, he, he you still gonna get fucked a little bit, yeah. but like, yeah, you and gotta come in, and say, hey, or come in with that drug money. If you don't come in with capital, sign a short, like, still have the deal that's gonna fuck you over, but just make it a short term deal. Because another thing I was reading yesterday, because like in Kanye's contract, they were saying this nigga won't get you don't get your masters to thirty five years after the release of the song yeah, that's and shit. Crazy. So like they was like uh for like all of his music, he don't he don't not even get your mask, you don't get the right to fight for your mask until thirty five years after the song is recorded and shit. So like they were saying like all of his old catalog, he won't have a right to actually obtain that shit to twenty thirty nine and shit. So they was like that's what Kanye was like, What the fuck? Let me try to get my shit. Cause like a master, when you have your masters that's just pretty much whenever you hear, whenever I hear my music, I get money from it and shit. And that money that you get is fucking bankrolling. And that's why these labels are still profiting today because they still eating off of shit from like, they still eating off Temptations Masters. You know, you know one song, you know one song. Yeah, that's song. why they call it the back catalog. You know one song who I, I bet he, he probably pissed right now that he don't got the, the masters to it. Mm-hmm. Fucking Jaquan and shit, Tipsy. He ain't got the master that shit? I don't know. Yeah, he, he was like 16 when he had. I, I, they said he that had That song a, get played every fucking He was doing a behind the music, not a behind the music, but like an unsung or some shit. I, I gotta check that Can't out. Can't tell too. me nothing about Kanye West get played every fucking where. Bro, like, Jesus Walsh get played everywhere. Yes, shit. Like, like, it's just so many songs that these people have that just get played everywhere. And then as, a, as an artist, you happy that your song is out there for the world. But on the back end, you just like, damn, I ain't making no money from this shit. Like, imagine you being happy and sad at the same yeah. time and shit. But now, one thing, one thing I do like that's coming to light, because, like, beforehand, we always, only thing that we used to always hear in the music industry was, like, 360 deal, 360 deal, don't sign 360 deal. But no one ever t- 
talked about what a master's really means or you know what like you're hearing about uh, uh catalog and masters and like ownership way more now so like at least a new artist but like, yo, you can still fuck me over whatever do that shit but one thing in my contract i want to maintain ownership or have a bigger percentage of my masters than what i'm getting this shit so like if y'all giving me um 10, 20%, at least give me 50, 60 or some shit like nah, that. Nah, you should maintain 100% of that. Oh, no, you can't. The label won't make money if you don't. If you have 100% of your masters. That is not true that they won't make a single penny if they don't own your masters. Yeah. They own a small percentage. Of no, I'm saying 100% means they ain't making it. Whenever, yeah, 100% like, you ain't, ain't, ain't making shit. shit. That's, that's how they get most of their money and shit. I literally was just reading this shit yesterday. It was like majority, most of the revenue that's coming from fucking uh, the, rec, the record labels are from people's masters and shit. But if you don't own that shit, so basically they, the record label mentality is you don't know what to do with your music, so yeah. I'm gonna take your shit and do it for you. And, unless you don't, if you don't sign with a label at all, like Master P, he didn't sign with a label. He signed with a production company and shit. Then they took ten percent off his uh off his earnings and shit. But as far as Masters company's not doing that shit, not at all. Yeah, that'd be dumb as hell. But uh, there's a lot of goddamn music talk right now. My damn throat is hurting. <laughs> Alright Well I guess we can kind of Get off of this We've been talking for a long Out of time about this shit But shout out to Kanye West For exposing the music industry And shit I fuck with that shit The long way You know what I mean Even though It's just Like you said I guess our, To summarize All of that shit To not get fucked up You gotta come with Some type of capital You gotta come with Your own capital Where you're not, you're not In need of their leverage or do and then that's you're still gonna get yo, you know what I just realized because your capital just cannot compare to their capital. Yeah, or you could take the J Cole route, and the J Cole route is I right, well I'm gonna probably not take y'all uh, expense. You know, like those shits where like you got to pay for my my uh, production and my writers, and uh, I'm gonna do all that shit myself. That that's way the rush route too. Yeah, that's the rush route too. So I'm gonna see majority of my bread because you. I don't need you to put up that much money for me and shit. And that's why a lot of artists are building studios and shit in their house. So it's like, all right, this shit's already here. That's going to cut off my studio time. What's going to give me way more money on that contract. And that's probably what labels are saying. Like, bro, if you can say you're going to come with, you're going to cut our expenses. Cause like, again, it's about money and numbers and shit. Can you cut our expenses? If so, we willing to work with you on this kind con- a better contract and shit. So we done with that shit. How do y'all feel about, Jay Z uh, selling Kanye West's um, so apparently Jay Z sold Kanye West's masters, and he did that so he can obtain his masters back because he I guess when Def Jam and Rockefeller merged or whatever the fuck happened, Jay Z didn't own the rights to his shit, so he had to leverage somebody else's catalog, which is Kanye West, to be able to get his masters. Was he right or was he wrong or was that some cutthroat snake shit that Jay Z did? Um. I'm gonna say, shit. At this point, I'm down there talking, tired of talking about this shit. But I'm saying he wasn't. There wasn't no right or wrong. Like he just, shit. He was a part of, shit. That was just a part of regular practice in that fucking industry or whatever. So unfortunately, Kanye had to pay for it or whatever. But I can't personalize it. Be like because they were semi friends or whatever the fuck. Like that's just part of business. Yeah. And unfortunately, it happened. So, is does he should he been should he inform if this is true? Should he inform Kanye like yo? Since we are partners, and Kanye West did so much work for Jay Z, especially in his earlier like Blueprint Dynasty days and shit. Like Kanye West was like 
he was responsible for a lot of those classic. I mean, if we talking about if you put the business to the side and you just talking about morals and ethics and shit, Jay was wrong and shit. Like, bro, I literally helped you out in your career and you fucked me over. Facts. Like, so he was wrong and shit. But when it comes to business, like, man, they was fucking me over and I was trying to figure out. Now fuck you over, yeah, like yeah, bro. That ain't nothing but a repeating circle, man. That's all it was. Like, That's one. So, like, keep going though. Nah, that ain't doing nothing. But like I said before, getting when when people learn uh, certain business practices, they don't do nothing but carry it on to the next motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like he probably learned that shit from somebody else and just figured out shit. You know, it's it's, it's either I'm gonna eat or I ain't gonna eat. And I like to eat, so yeah. I fuck think that. <laughs> what I've been what I've been realizing about Hove is like we uh, like as black people we want to believe like that Hove is all for us and the people and he is he do certain shit for us or whatever. But like that nigga Hove is for his goddamn no, self, I'm for himself and no, his family. I'm not a like business man, I'm a business man. Yeah, like, so that's real shit. And the thing about business, cause you gotta take your feelings out. Nah, that's what I'm saying. It's a, facts. It's it's, it's cutthroat. <laughs> it's it's more it's moral less, bro. It's moral less. You know what I mean? Like right. niggas, there's no. I mean, there's ethics in not selling a product that's gonna kill somebody and shit. But when I come on overall, like the end of the day, my number one goal is to make return. You know what I mean? And however I get to that return is how I get to that fucking return. If I'm looking at this shit, it's like, hmm, I can. Not get my masters and not, not not get my masters back and miss out on fifty to sixty million dollars a year, or I can sell Kanye what's his masters for ten million dollars, get my masters back and make fifty million dollars a year. Shit. That's why they say it ain't no friends in business. Hell so. yeah! So that gives me back to this over this other question of ethics. So so, so is it better to be cutthroat? In overall business, or is it better to be an ethical, upstanding type of business person? Not even just on music, but just in general. You want to take this first, Rico? You, you, it's, you can't do it. That Mickey D's you can't do it and shit. Is there any examples of someone that did it ethically? Uh, no. I think not, so. that, not that I know of. I okay, let me go. Uh, let me go. I think. There's ways, there's ways if you want to be, you know, do like good business practices and all of that. But to me, as far as I've seen, the only way you could do that is if you work it on like a smaller business level kind of thing or whatever. Like once you reach a certain, once you reach a certain, certain finance and shit, whatever, like exactly once you, yeah, once you get to that level, then that's when you got to have a stomach for that shit. Mm -hmm. Like, because it's too many people to like. It's too many people that that that's on your team. You can't paddle everybody on the back and shit. Like so, there's gonna be some raw deals and some shit that's gonna look a little sideways. But like like you said, it's all about money. So like whatever whatever can help me get the most money out of this situation is what I'm gonna do. Like right. if it's on a smaller kind of business scale, then we can make things work. Cause I I know everybody that's working with me, so nice. I know. I know I know how we can split this pie up evenly where it ain't hurt feelings, but if it's like millions of employees and shit, mm-hmm. like people gonna get left out. It just is what it is. Yeah, I agree. I mean, because that's kind of the example of uh, well, we were having this debate on um, Facebook because we, me and Rico, had watched this movie called uh, The Founder. It's about you know the dude who's, or 
the guy who fucking robbed McDonald's and shit. Because they, they pretty much... Before I seen it... Uh, Fuck him. No, I'm saying, but before I seen the movie, I thought he was the actual founder of McDonald's. Nice. And then you watch the movie... It was these, like you said, a small scale thing. It was these two dudes, uh, the McDonald brothers, who started McDonald's in a small ass town and shit, right? And they came up with this dope ass strategy about like, you know, the speed uh, kitchen, the speedy system they the reason, and all that. They, they, they literally the reason why fast food is the way fast food is. Right. They created the whole system of fast, efficient food and whatever. And then this dude came along. The, 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 the movie is actually about this, the sea or. Ray the, Kroc. Ray Kroc. Yeah, the guy who uh, is the founder, quote unquote. Uh, he pretty much saw their system and was like, "What the fuck? This shit is amazing as hell, yo! We should like we should uh, expand this and have this shit everywhere and shit." And it was like, "Nah, bro, we just want to keep our shit the same. We don't want to sacrifice quality and all it." And then they throughout the movie, they just button heads going at it. They had partnered with him, and then he was like, "Fuck that! I'm gonna still do what y'all told me not to do." He started expanding that shit to all these cities and states and all that. What shit. he what he ended up doing was monopolizing. They business and shit. Yeah, so, he made it technically. He grew their business. Yeah, but at the same time, he took their business. No, he took their business because he decided that he was gonna go behind their backs and turn the McDonald's into a real estate company. And the only way he did that, he decided to buy land. Every land that the McDonald's was on, he owned the land, and that's why you start seeing like McDonald's pop up everywhere. And then he took their name and called. He called it the McDonald's Corporation. He was like, "Yo, what the fuck is this on this letterhead?" So. Long story less long is he did a whole bunch of shicey shit and he got so powerful within that shit because he started building up all these stuff. Wherever their stores was at, he just had land. It's like they own everything inside the McDonald's, but he on basically land. boxed them out and shit. He boxed them out. And then he made so much money. He was like, yo, y'all can probably fight me in court, but I got so much money, y'all can't afford these lawyer fees and shit. So they had to gracefully fucking bow out and Facts. shit. They had to take a, a media and, check. And they, uh, so they end up shake. At the end of the movie, they had a handshake that was like, yo, y'all, y'all will have, uh, like residual income, like a massive. It was like the, um, and never paid they ass. They never, cent. never paid them a cent based on that handshake because they said the handshake couldn't be proved in a court of law. You know how much shit? that shit would have been worth? Billions and shit. A year annually for them just to sign it. I mean, at that point, shit, we'd have just had the market's eyes if shit. No, like, facts. I said the same thing. Dog, they would have been making like 50. Million a year each. Yeah, and they had residuals. and they had and they kept their their original restaurant. They had to change the fucking name and shit. They couldn't even use they couldn't use nothing, nothing McDonald's related, and that was their name of their shit. So I say that to say, based on my based on me just viewing how the landscape is of like a lot of these companies. Even look at McDonald's. You look at Facebook. How like that shit was a stolen idea and shit. Like it seems like. The people who are in these super ultra uh, successful companies, there's no fair practices when it comes to business. It's more so like a dog eat dog. I'll chew your goddamn head off if you don't chew mine off first. And he even said that on a movie. He was like, yo, are you willing to see your competitors drown? He's like, if you see your competitors drown, are you willing to put a water hose in their mouth and shit? He was like, because that's his mentality. He's like, yo, if I see niggas uh, drowning, I'm going to go over there and fuck them over even more. And that's the kind of the mentality that people like a Jay-Z or anybody that's at the ultra level success in business, they have to have some type of, you know, some type of fucked up evil evil in them because it's all yeah. about profits and shit. And you, yeah, and like what you just said, like they got to have some type of evil in them. If you think about it, like the whole, the whole word greed is not 
meant to be presented as something good. So once you get to that level of just it's all about me and how much I can bring in for me, yeah, ain't no good coming out of that. Like, and then you you can look at it from every standpoint of like even with like you know how like the NBA players with like how they got, how much leverage they got and all that shit, but they also are dealing with the same fucked up shit because they not getting their worth as well. It's, it's literally around the board of overall just bad business and shit. And that's why I, I am commending what I'm watching from Joe and like taking a stance for like, you know, he's just trying to make sure his property, intellectual property, everything is protected with, by doing good business. Cause the moment yeah, I support them. these corporations see like, yo, how much you are bringing in, they, I mean, they're not inherently doing stuff on some evil shit. It's all backed on. What- Actually, what Joe said was that shit was it was smart. What he was saying is like, yo, as far as like the uh, other podcast people or media taking shots at him, like, yo, y'all trust us because if we go get the proper value for what we doing, yeah. we can bring. Then y'all can follow us yeah, and shit. Why would y'all attack about, us? Yeah, but yeah, I don't even want to talk about that. I was, shit. I was, no, 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 wait, I ain't wait, trying wait. to talk about this. No, no, no. Shit. I was gonna say one thing. What's up? I was wrong on one thing, and I'll say it right here on the podcast. I was wrong when I said that that Joe Rogan deal was gonna set the standard and shit. No, I was completely wrong yeah, yeah. and shit. Yeah, that Joe Rogan deal. And, and, and that shit might be going south anyway because they over there fucking up shit already for Joe Rogan yeah, and shit. Yeah, yeah. So they already like fucking up his content. But all in all, I'm noticing every at the highest level of business, if you don't want to be met by the devil, because I feel like that's what it is and shit, like once you get to that top level, it's like, yo, you have to start doing some stuff that's not morally. Yeah, you, it, it basically comes to like a crossroad. It shit. comes to is all money good money. Like if you happy with making a certain amount of money, as long as you don't value happiness and money. If you value happiness and money, then boy, you finna become evil as a bitch. Facts. Hell yeah, because you gonna always. Change. But I don't even think they're evil though. I just think it's more like I said when you start looking at looking at individuals based on numbers, because you got to switch your brain. Your brain has to see it. Am I losing or gaining right now? You are finna become evil. That's the I same shit. Say, the person says I'm based on. I've never heard a person say. I've never heard a person say this is a moral dollar and shit. Yeah, but what I'm saying, <laughs> exactly. you know, our whole the whole capitalist system is based. It's a. I'm it's saying a, once you start basing piece, people off of numbers like the prison system, dude, then you officially made it to evil. No, but I'm saying capitalism is based on numbers. That's the whole. That's the premise of this shit. It's literally like yo. We are a for-profit country and shit. Exactly. You know how they say they say. I was just about to say that's why a lot of countries hate us. Like we yeah. literally everything we when we quote unquote be in these wars, they don't be about no motherfucking like us yeah. helping people. We well, be no, going over there taking their shit. That bullshit too. Like China's a capital on some capitalist. China shit is number one. Yeah. No, so, yeah. I'm not just saying us, but I'm saying that's the reason why we hate. That's one of the reasons we hate it worldwide and shit. It's for profit. Everything. If you can sell it. If, if if there's anything that could be sold, we will sell it and buy it here and shit. We'll figure if if niggas buying thumbnails and shit, niggas buying thumbnails. We don't give a fuck what well, it is, bro. Say, it ain't, there's it, a dark market for fucking baby for little girls and shit. Think about man, how crazy this country to get is. Shit on this shit, like yeah. it's it's a payment for everything in America and shit. Hell yeah. You just gotta find out what that payment is. And like I said before, you had never heard of anything. You ain't never heard a person say. This is a moral dollar and shit. Because when it comes down to business, your moral will always be tested. Right. No matter how you try to flip it, somebody go either test you or something go come across your way where you either got to slice nah, somebody you out. Of, you ever heard of the saying? <laughs> I mean, I just think it's the saying, absolute power corrupts absolutely. You ever heard of that shit? No, I never heard of it. Pretty much what it means is like the more power you gain and if the, the power is in check, 
like that's why they say like um what's it called uh, it's ironically thinking about the song about kanye said when he said not one no one man should have all that power yeah yeah because yeah. absolute power corrupts absolutely it's like yeah when dick like when, when somebody is like kings or queens or dictators like when they have that much power there's no way you can not do fucked up shit with that much power that's why you should always have and and that's what's another thing that's weird about the u.s because like our system is trying to build off of like there's not one person with powers like the kind. Everybody has a lot of power across the board, but that's a little tangent right there and shit. But all in all, yo, business is all fucked up. But that's kind of how our capitalist system works. And if I don't think people are inherently wrong, like I don't think what Jay Z did was inherently wrong. If he was looking at it from a standpoint of how profit can, how much profit can he make. But then it's inherently wrong what he did to Kanye and shit. You know what I mean? Like, goddamn Jay Z. So, I don't know if y'all was uh, watching that. Um, you seen that social dilemma doc? No, not even. You seen that shit, Rico? No, I ain't got a chance to watch it yet. I've been hearing a lot about it though. Bro, I said watch it so we could discuss it. <laughs> oh yeah, I got a baby at home. Baby, be keeping me occupied like fucking shit. God damn. Well, all right. So we can still talk about the premise of it. So. This social dilemma doc was pretty much exposing social media and like how it's fucking us all over. And they were having all of these people who worked for different social media companies like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all this. And they were just talking about how how they design this shit to make you addicted and like kind of fuck up. Makes you addicted, but also how they're using this shit to con- control you and shit. I don't even have so, to watch the documentary to know. Yeah, that. I was so just about to no, say no, that. No, 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 that's what I'm saying, but I'm not finna just, let me just finish breaking it down and then I'll get y'all takes on this shit. So, uh, it was a guy, uh, first, the guy who created the like button was on there, and then it was a guy that was talking about the algorithm and, like, how that shit actually works. And what kind of blew my mind about the actual algorithm is it's not just, like, the algorithm is based on a lot of wild shit like your news feed they were saying like on the documentary the people you see in your news feed not just stories of like content but like everything that that that's part of your feed because you know we got you got a bunch of friends you don't see everybody in your shit the algorithm actually knows the most people that's more likely to be to engage and be similar to you like it's like yo I'm going to present these people with this similar idea that you have. And you're going to see these constant motherfuckers. And it ain't going to be that many. It's going to be like 10 or 20 people. You know, I got like 700 or damn near 800 people as friends. I don't see all 800 of them motherfuckers. Facebook figured out a way of figuring out who's more similar to you. And only presenting you with that shit. And like having you in this centered ass world where everyone has the same worldview as you and shit. And I was... Thinking like, damn, that's fucked up. Cause I do, I do notice like on my feet, I'm seeing constantly the same motherfuckers all and all, <laughs> over and over and over. And what they want to do is, or what they've doing subconsciously is, is like, they're making these these worldviews when they feel like, when you feel like, just because everyone is in agreement or y'all all seeing the same content at the same time, that that is the present world that we're living in and shit. And they were showing how like, there were groups on Facebook that like. You know, people were saying like how COVID was fake and this shit wasn't real. It was created by the government, and then like their news feed was filled with other people who felt just like that. So everyone was like thinking exactly like that shit. So my question to y'all: Hey, is it even a problem that uh, social media is doing this like things with the algorithm to make you see people who think and see things more like you? Is that even an issue? And also, they were talking about. Uh, let's just get to that portion first. Is is the algorithm a bad thing for how social media is handling things? 
Um, shit, that is a lot. Um, shit, that's a layered layered question. I think so. Um, if they get you only looking at people that got the same like beliefs and thoughts as you or whatever, it kind of forces you to think that's exactly what's going on or whatever and be one sided and shit at the end of the day it's like control it's controlling your thoughts and shit and beliefs and shit this shit this just goes back to the last topic like this is more evil and shit like that's what i want to ask how is it evil what what are they doing because they controlling you but controlling to do what what are you doing they're controlling what you see and to do what though to 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 repeat this shit is so layered it's like they controlling if you keep seeing the same thing, like, okay, sometimes it would be, let's say, because I'd be seeing some weird shit or whatever. Oh, hold on. One of y'all take it. Hold on. Yeah. So I guess because he had to go uh, check on check on his son. But I guess I'm saying it's like, yo, I get that, you know, they're trying to do some type of control. But what has it ha, ha, have you yourself seen? Uh, negative effect based on what they've done. How, how is it? Is it? Is Absolutely. it? I'm talking about t- for you. Has it negatively affected yourself personally? What personally has it done? Because I see a lot of people say, "Yo, it was fucked up." What have they actually done to you personally by them showing this algorithm? Has that? Well, has, at first. At first, I used to be offended when uh, when people would unfriend me and shit. I ain't gonna lie. You <laughs> say I would be unfriend. Yeah, I used to be offended in the motherfucker. Like, what the oh, hell is this motherfucker unfriend me for and shit? <laughs> I, I, like, what the fuck? Everyone will have thought you had unfriended yeah. him. He was mad as hell. Like, I'm I'm much more mature now and shit. Like mm-hmm. that was that was twenty year old me and shit. You know what I'm saying? The older I got. I start realizing that social media doesn't defy me as a person. Right, that's what I, cause I'm, I'm, always, I'm only asking this shit cause I'm like, there's a, you know, everyone is saying like, oh, it's wrong, it's bad, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, realistically, what have they done to you personally? Okay, let me. That's, uh, that, hold on, that's, that's causing you to feel like you're being controlled. Okay, so let me jump back in here because you, your question is what is they, how, how, how are they evil or something like that? Yeah. Okay, what is the whole point of social media? To connect people. To connect. Okay. Okay, so if they only connecting you with a small group, if you got like a thousand people on your page or whatever, but you only seeing like 20 of them, Mm -hmm. what is the point of that? The point is for them to match you up with people that's like you. That people that's like you. So it's like to them, listen here. So to them, they're like, all right. You you don't want to see people that you don't really fuck with. You don't want to see people that you don't have. You know how like we there's hella people in this. Why world. not? That keeps hold you open minded. No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. People, hold on, people that people that post violence versus people yeah. that don't post violence. All right, so look, check me out. So I got there's hella people in this world, right? But within our friend group, we only are seeing a select few people we actually want to deal with this shit. Social media is like yo. Same shit y'all niggas do in regular life. We're going to do it for y'all on social... Like, people that you actually know and interact with. Okay, but... Let's let's present more of that portion to you based on how you guys would normally... That's all I'm saying in general. The algorithm can be... It, it isn't that bad if you really look at it. Because, like, I don't want to see a whole bunch of other shit I don't give a fuck about. Okay, I mean? so if social media is made to connect you with other people... Why are you only connecting me with people you think I think I like with? I, if we if we're connecting, then connect me to people that I have 
that I have I may have disagreements with or whatever because that keeps me open minded or whatever. The reason why it started to seem like control is like okay, now you controlling me to only have people on my page that thinks exactly like me. So now at this point we damn near being controlled and brainwashed you know brain, why, you brainwashed know or whatever said, that's a that's a sense of, that's a sense of comfortability and shit exactly but For like social media okay like, if social media is supposed to be the new age of connecting people why are you not connecting all of us or whatever so that way when we run into each other in real life we have already had engagements on right, social side that out. don't make take us uncomfortable with take each me other out. i'll give you an answer to all that shit because based on the dot they were saying like all right their number one goal for Facebook or social media in general is data. Nah, it's retention. It's to stay on their platform as long as possible and shit. So, in order for you to stay on their platform as long as possible, I need you to to see content that you're most likely to engage with. You know what I mean? So it's like, or people that you most likely to engage with. Because if it's people you don't engage with, you're not gonna be on our platform as long. So that's one reason why they're filtering out to you only see people you fuck with. Number two. They had this thing on there where they said, like, they had uh, did a test on the notification, uh, you know, no- notification on Facebook. You know how like Facebook had, like, notifications? And they noticed, like, even if there's no- a notification, there there could people couldn't uh, ignore the notification bu- uh, uh, alert and shit. Even if you tried to, like, they, they did this test, everyone tried to. So they was like, yo, let's notify about every fucking thing. So now they start notifying you when somebody's update their status. You know how they be like, yo, somebody update their status or somebody fucking like something. Facebook is like, it is, and that's to your point of control because it's like, we want to make sure you stay on our platform at all times and shit. Because now, if I see that uh, I got a, a alert, I'm going to go check that bitch because it's showing like, oh shit, I had to be on this platform. But their number one goal isn't inherently evil. Their number one goal is to keep you on their platform. Okay. And then when they keep you on their platform, it's like, all right, now we're working to maintain you on our platform. It's like, this is like your new zone or whatever. But I agree with the control portion because the control portion is fucking making people stay on their platform longer and shit. Okay, let's get into the like button. How do y'all feel about the like button? Because I think the like button... That shit does a lot to people mentally. Oh no, that's what I'm saying, and that's what he was talking about on the on the doc. The guy who created the like button, it was the same thing. It's all about um, alerts, but it's all like the like button can control mental responses and shit. And it was like, I they, think not. Go ahead. No, they know how certain responses because you know I ain't gonna lie, that shit do control. Like if I post some shit and uh, like I post some shit in our fucking group chat. And like niggas would be like, yeah, that shit's straight. If you see a goddamn thumbs down that motherfucker, you're like, what the fuck? This nigga hate me personally, don't he? You know what I mean? Like you can feel that goddamn annoying and pain. So it's like, yo, they did tap into our emotion, our emotional connectors with those fucking, uh, those fucking like buttons and all that shit. And that's a. And now if you were using that and saying like, overall, okay, so I got a great, great point. That's so the reason of doing that shit. I think. I think these two are this one. This shit can get tricky and a little evil. I think the like button can be evil, and I think emojis could be evil or whatever. Like, but it's on it's on the intent though. It's like I didn't make it evil. You your intent can turn it evil. It could also be joy and happiness. It could be whatever you want it to be. Fast. Similar to money and shit. It's like um, yo, the like button is, is only only thing the like button do is it's either go 
it's either you go get a like and it's going him okay but no 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 okay so it's similar to money hold on think about this you can give money to charity and help it or you can be buying okay think about this think about this think about this when you post a picture or you post a status and it don't get any likes how you feel about that I don't feel no way and shit. Okay, but in in be crying like what the fuck nigga I just told no, my two okay. best jokes. No, in general though, we're not speaking on us in particular. Like when you drop pictures and statuses and you do not get any likes on that, do we agree yeah, that that makes people feel you, away? If you put that much stock in social media, yeah, I'm not talking about I'm not talking about no, 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 me I'm in particular. Saying, I'm saying, I'm not you, not you. I'm saying a person. I'm yeah. just saying you. If you as a person put that much stock in the social media, that's not maybe that's not my point. That's not my point. You saying in general when people drop uh, photos, I'm saying is that a problem? Is it is it fucking what they meant to when they don't get likes? Yeah, for some people, for a lot of people, no, for for some people because some no, you making it seem like that's a small portion and no, they no, just no, live no, over no, there. No, wait, no, you didn't let me finish. Point. You didn't let me finish. I say for some people because you're right on one end, but on the other end, those likes equate to other things for other people. Some of those likes can be for money, nah. a profit, or some shit like nah, that. I'm not getting where you you're going point. with that. Now, you yeah. got a point because, like, when let's say a chick is with her dude, they on like a vacation, and she posts like, "I'm out on vacation with my bae," and like they got like five or six photos. She just drop them on Facebook. Not one soul say anything. And shit. <laughs> exactly. She, right. she will feel a way about that. It, fucks with you mentally. Yeah, it's like, like, yo, y'all niggas don't fuck with us like that and shit. Like, and like. I think I don't think. Oh, I, I didn't wait. Let me let me clear that up. I'm not disagreeing with you. I agree with you. I'm saying on the same token though, likes likes for certain people equate to different things. That's right. what I'm saying. And that's all I was saying. What I'm saying say, is that fucks with you mentally. Yeah, but right. I, I, I don't think. But like I said, it's a tool. Any tool can be turned into anything. You know what I mean? Like it's inherently not evil. It's inherently like you have the opportunity. To do what you want, just like we have, I get, I have the opportunity with my mouth to say some wild shit, or I have the opportunity to say some amazing shit. Same to life, but you can thumb up some shit, or you can leave an evil ass emoji, be like, "Yo, I hated that shit." Yeah, but I think that's why I think if it's great for those to be removed or whatever, because if you see like, let's one of your friends drop the picture and they got like a thousand nah, likes don't on there. Remove those. Well, that's just my opinion, and then nah, you I, drop I, something. I work. I literally we need that shit in our industry. Well, shit. that's uh, you speaking on you in particular. I'm not making this about you and shit. I'm making this about everyone yeah. or whatever. So I'm saying this shit has literally triggered mental health issues and shit or whatever. If y'all don't think that, then you you're not paying attention. So or whatever. let me ask you this shit: Without social, do you think there will still be mental health issues in the world? Of course, I'm not saying no, this no, is no, the no, only listen, thing listen, that plays listen, a part. Listen, listen, because I remember when I was in uh, there was mental health issues no, before they came. No, but I'm saying. When I was in school, remember how like video, like it was like yo, video games are causing all of this wild shit. Back in the day, before social yeah. media was doing all this, today was to blame all that shit on video games and shit. Yeah, and, and to some video, extent, that's true too. No, when you're running around about, with AKs and that no, bitch, like but I'm talking about. And then before video games, they used to blame that shit on TV. And then before TV, they was blaming that shit on music. At the end, of the all day, of those things are actual things no, to be blamed on. Like no, these saying, are real things that no, should take some what, blame. Yeah, yeah, but here's what it is though. There will always be something that someone can say is contributing to somebody. Okay, so hold on. There will always be something that someone can use to say there will be to contribute to someone's mental health, like TV, radio, Facebook, anything that has access to other individuals. Now, the thing that the concrete issue that we are all are missing is 
the development of a person within their family structure and shit. Cause like, that's the main shit that's fucking up. Like if the fathers and the mothers aren't doing it and back in the day, like the community was part of helping a person be a better person. You know what I mean? Like I'm my brother's keeping that type of bullshit. Like those are the real issues that are being swept under. Cause it's like, Hey, there is not the communities don't behave like they did back in the day when they was like neighbors. What's that commercial? Like a good neighbor, like a good neighbor, stay farm is their type shit. Like, like a good neighbor. I don't know none of these goddamn motherfuckers but, here. But I'm saying overall, what normally should shape a person's uh, understanding of who they are should come from more of your family structure and shit. Of course. It should come from your community that you're involved with. It should come from your overall society that you're in with instead of the the social media. I'm saying that's the bigger issue because you remove social media, there's going to be something else. Okay. But you got to get to the root cause of it. Okay, just because there will be something else that's causing mental issues as well does not mean we just bypass them or whatever. Like, And what you said, like, normally it would be the community that will help you or whatever. Like, this is a new age now. Like, you can still have that great foundation as a family and community or whatever. But, like, you're not always around. You at work. Your kid may be on some type of device where it got social sites. There's literally something called uh, cyberbullying or whatever. Like, you cannot control all of these things or whatever, so... All right, but there was bullying before cyberbullying. Like, bullying never went. It just yes. changed forms now, it didn't change forms. Now it was bullying in person and bullying on the internet. Now yeah. it's just twice as worse and shit, like... So, my point is, like, that shit... It... it be, like, the like button and all of that, that shit definitely plays a part in your mental well-being or whatever, so... Right. I'm not saying that they intent was to start off evil, but it goes back to the other conversation. They jumped into another level. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think social, I don't think it's another level. I just think this is just a new fade of where people want to place blame for uh, issues. But it's shit. legit, though. Like, it's literally legit. Like, uh, they're literally controlling the way we see shit. They controlling the way we view things now because we've seen the same shit over on our stories. Before social media, there was something called progr- TV programming. And TV programming, they were saying, yo, they're controlling what we see. It was they're the same thing, and I agree. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. There always will be that thing. That don't mean we got to get rid of TV and shit. TV was always here. No, you don't have to get rid of you it. Just you, limited, just- you just limit it. Just like how parents was limiting kids or people to stop watching TV and to stop doing that shit. You the same shit with internet. It's like, yo, there. this has a uh, effect TV has an effect just like uh, when they were saying like music was fucking people like rap music all this shit like you just limit your exposure to it and if you're a parent you limit your kids exposure to that shit or you can make a better version of it you can make a better version of what's aired on TV you can put more family shows on TV there more is a black better family version shows of what's on social media no. shit I'm saying just like uh, like you know how like on TV uh, you could. Like, What's right. a better version on social no, they media? They have like safe. They have you know. Uh, they have like a, a, a kid mode. They have like safe mode. Oh, yeah. uh, on all that shit. Like they try to figure out ways of doing. I'm saying just how TV has done it was like yo. All right, this is a channel strictly for Nickelodeon, like Cartoon Network, all. This, but you could only watch it, and then they have advisories. What they probably would have to start doing is like maybe when you log on, maybe a advisory will pop up like yo, just let you know. This should only be access to blah blah blah, or they might have to put an age limit on goddamn social media. I don't know, but I'm just saying. I think the issue is deeper than um, social media itself. I think it's more so of society and how we are fucking talking to our kids and 
and how we're interacting amongst each other to make sure we all are um are are strong and shit. What you doing, Rico? I know, bro. Can we at least wrap up the show before you fucking walk off? God damn, dude. Uh, Glides just got up and shit. Wrapped it up without even saying nothing? Hell no. That shit pissed me off, dude. Was over there ready to go and shit. But no, that's going to uh, wrap up the Mac and the Hanging Podcast. It's episode 70. We had a whole bunch of more topics, but we was talking for a long ass time. So I'm going to try to get to that shit next week. Oh, and I'm on vacation um, next weekend, so we won't be recording. I'll be in the big NYC in Harlem. I don't know when I'm gonna come back, but they're gonna be on vacation for a while. So we hopefully this podcast. I'm about to go down there and get hold, stabbed hold very viciously. Hold y'all over and shit. You know what I mean? So it's gonna wrap up the podcast. This is episode 79. Make sure you follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Twitter, Instagram, um, Facebook, all that. This is Mac and Hanging Podcast. Yo, Kanye West, I fuck with you on this side, bro. Stay on this business shit. Who you hear, bro? Mac and Hanging Podcast. Shit, that's yeah. it. Got suicidal dose, I just slit my wrist. Never send you with the hoes, word the clip and Chris. So if I fuck six bitches, I got six assists, nigga. The flow sick as shit. Catchy bowler if you bit the shit. I never take, I invent the shit. Then flip the shit, then lit the shit, then bit the shit. Back twice, I'm that nice. Whew. What's the plan? Coke keep snapping like a mustard jam. Got a middle finger for Uncle Sam. I done paid so much taxes I can fund Japan. But instead they make a young nigga fund the man. Same man to keep a young nigga under damn. I just cock back nigga and my gun don't jam. On a scale from one to ten, I'm a hundred grand. It's cold.